Hello, everyone. You're listening to the I Go with Ego podcast, bringing you guests with first-hand experience in studying abroad and seizing personalities excelling in the workforce. We want you to own your journey and be the best you can be. Now presenting your host, Ego Kelly Ekakite. Welcome to another episode of the Go With Ego podcast and happy new month to everyone. It's the month of March. Welcome to March. It happens to be the women's month of celebration in women's history. I would like to celebrate all our wonderful mothers and our wonderful women out there. I hope you all have a, a wonderful celebration. And please don't forget to follow us on all our social media handle at I Go With Ego. If you feel inclined, you know, to give us a five-star rating and give us a comment, please give us a good comment and also give us a good five-star rating and all. Well, my guest today with me is a brother. He's a friend. I call him a true legend, which is his name, true legend. He embodies humility and grace. Mr. Never Scott, welcome Thank to the Go With Ego podcast. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm so glad to be here. You know what? I, I consider it the utmost privilege really of my you know this phase of my lifetime uh, of my life to be invited as a guest on this you know on this show i've been on this podcast i've been a huge fan. i've been following through since it's last Thank you know you. since it first began and just seeing a lot of students international students documenting their stories encouraging other international students or students willing to become international students it's really so it's it's amazing so thank you Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. It means a lot coming from you. What was the first thing you ate when you arrived in America? Yeah, that's a funny story. <laughs> I was picked up by my, by, by my cousins, right? Okay. Just like, okay, so this is the thing. It's my first time in America. Show you, you guys have to take me to the very best eatery yeah. um, places, fast food places. Mm-hmm. So we kind of did this trip where I visited Chick Fil A, Whataburger, Jack in the Box, okay. uh, Jack in the Box, and McDonald's on the same day. You know, just wow. something a bit. <laughs> that's a lot. That, that's a lot. That's a lot of junk, but it's good. <laughs> Everything is big in Texas. Everything that's has to be good. a lot in Texas. So being, you know, just coming to Dallas is like, hey, man. I have to embody the Texan spirit immediately. Right. <laughs> that is that's, so that's kind of, yeah. yeah. That is a good one. Honestly, I think the first thing I had when I came myself was uh, was McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh, that was the first thing I had when I yeah, came. Yeah. I think I had the, the number nine, the two cheeseburger. I can't remember <laughs> it. That was what I could afford the first day I came. Anyway. Wow, and you know, like you take a bite and you're like, mm-hmm. America. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Mr. Never, welcome to yeah. the show again. You know, my, you audience, my audience would like to get to know you. So tell us something about you. Yes. Um, I am an international student born in Kenya. I am passionate about a lot of things, music included, people included, just to inspire. And then just to inspire the people that we interact with. I, I believe every single person has a shine. I believe every single person has a shine and they need to share this shine, you know? And so every single thing that I do, I hope that first of all, you know, God is glorified because I'm also a Christian and uh, 
Secondly, I hope that someone is inspired by, okay, whatever words I speak, or whatever actions I partake in, you know, whatever events I orchestrate, whatever music I compose, I, I hope that all this stuff is going to inspire someone to try better, to do better, and just to be themselves. And so, yeah, I think that in a snapshot is kind of a summary of the person that I am. But all in all, I am just really... Um, uh products of grace you know blessed by grace and that's that's uh, I, I hope that does it justice well that, that's good to hear you know being a product of grace is important you know i'm glad uh, that grace shines on you so much every single day thank um, you very I, much I, I, I would just say this Neville <laughs> is one of the best magnificent player of the keyboard i've seen thank you very much so good in keyboard the first thank day i heard him play i'm like come on god where's my gift you know where is my gift where is my gift you know thank but you. you he plays the keyboard so well and i look forward to seeing you play again you know and you are the most charismatic individuals i've ever met thank you i try as a gift right there <laughs> thank you so much i know everyone would like to know what your story and what how what your journey to america was like so could you tell us your journey to america how was it for you and why do you come to choose america in the first place absolutely mine is really a funny story because i think i normally come across a lot of international students and then they tell me when they narrate the stories it's like hey this was something that i had been planning for years and years and years and i think i've met students who went to you know the consulate once twice and thrice and the applications were rejected right and but they kept trying and trying and trying again and it's funny because that is not my story right so i moved to the United States in January of 2018 but in January of 2017 I was I ne it never even crossed my mind that at such a time next year you'd be in the United States right because I was a student at this other institution I was comfortable you know I was living the life I had a lot of friends I was surrounded with my family and I was a musician right so I had every single thing I ever needed right mm -hmm. and then so after you know I think around June of that same year, I contracted an illness, right? And so my chest uh, 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 and a lot of, you know, organs and uh, organs related to my chest and my chest activities. So the liver, uh, the diaphragm and some other stuff that I can't really recall, uh, they were badly damaged. And so I had to be taken in to the hospital for an extended period of time. And that's, around June of 2017, right? And uh, I think I was away from school. Uh, I, I could not attend school for a while. And uh, yeah, so I was a part of this cohort of students who joined, you know, who are pursuing a bachelor's of science in civil engineering and they joined uh, that institution in 2016. And so in 2017, I believed I'd be able to proceed with them. Then so I come, you know, I'm discharged from the hospital. I try to go back to school and they're like, ah, there were some very crucial examinations and just some very crucial lessons that you're not able to attend, right? So you have to retake these tests, right? And I wasn't really in a place where I, I, I wanted to do that because I didn't feel prepared enough. And so I think the organizational structure at that institution didn't allow me to re-enter after my recuperation, right? After my recuperating from this illness, right? And then so 
I went home and I had this conversation with my dad. It was like, I don't think I want to retake an entire class. I don't think I want to rejoin this institution. So my dad, I, fortunately, right at that time, my dad and my mom, they came to the United States to attend a cousin's wedding. And they're like, wow, uh, have you even thought of studying in the United States? Your uncle lives in Dallas. Maybe that's something that you should start looking into. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, so that's a possibility. Yeah, so in June of 2017, that's when we started really looking into, okay, so what does studying abroad look like? Okay, what do I need to do? Okay, I need to apply to this school. Okay, we have a contact from such and such a college. Okay, they're going to send the I-20 and you're going to present that before. No, no, they, they're going to send the, the service stuff, right? I think that's, yeah. that's what it is. They're mm-hmm. going to send the service ID. I'm going to try to use that to get my you know uh my uh to 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 get to the consulate and then they're gonna send me an i20 and all that process really was very accelerated in that uh by god's grace i just had to go there you know to the embassy once and to explain to them my situation and my difficulties trying to re-enter uh my you know initial university and they were just very god was graceful in that day and i think my story is really one of those testimonies where i'm like okay in less than five months everything was in place and every single thing and then every single thing was in place and in january of the next year i was a student at mountain view that's how I came to study abroad. Well, that, that's a very uh, great story. You know, Thank uh, you very much. I had no idea you were sick all through uh, <laughs> much of 2019. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's 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 refreshing to know that yeah. you got yourself back. Yeah. You got standing again, yeah. and you kept moving, and that's the most important. So that yes. whenever life throws in one or two crazy challenges yeah. it's up to us to keep moving keep standing keep believing keep trusting and, and and the word i use is hashtag we don't stop we don't no, stop we yeah. don't stop wow. and that's that's that's, awesome. a, that's a good part for anyone that wants to come let's say from kenya or let's say from uk to come study in america yes. what's the application and the visa process like for for them to know it's a very standard i think it's a very standard process all through across. You have to log on to the American embassy portal uh, in, in your country, right? And then you need to go to that section where you are applying to study abroad. I think it's the F1 visa. Is this yes. That's what you got, uh, applying for the F1 visa. And then it normally, they normally ask if you have already uh, received a scholarship or been contacted by an institution of some sorts that you hope to attend, right? And so if you haven't received a scholarship, they will ask you to prove that you can actually take care of yourself, that your parents or a sponsor, you know, is actually going to be able to take care of you because they don't want you to come to the United States and then you burden the government by seeking a lot of uh, assistance, which is interesting. Anyway, anyway, yeah, so after that, you know, your institution, for example, will have to send you a service ID, and I think you pay $200 for that, right? I think so, it's now $300. Wow. <laughs> Wow, they were <laughs> crazy. During our time, it was 200, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so they send you the, uh, you 
uh, you pay the $200 and then they send you the service ID. So the service ID, it's a number, it's a unique number that is kind of spare. Student exchange visa, blah, blah, blah. I think that's what it stands for. And it's a special number that kind of uh, uh, relates to you, you know, it identifies you. And yeah. so once you have that number, you use that to finalize your application and then they are going to ask you to select a date with which you can appear at the consulate mm -hmm. and yeah that's 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 where it gets interesting because at the consulate you know i think i understand that many times people get there and they don't try to be themselves they try to sell a different version of them to mm -hmm. you know whoever is in charge and that is very very wrong because i think i know a story of a certain guy who was like um well you know what da, 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 you're not trying to really sell this other uh this what do we call it trying to be american or trying to prove to yeah, these people that i can actually be american you know so changing how you speak changing how you dress to impress and that is not okay so when you present yourself before the consulate just be you you know just believe in yourself and just present yourself as you and i think that is what's most important yeah i agree i agree you know it's it's good that you be yourself i remember i just wore a shirt and a, and a trouser and a shoe and just went there and he asked me all kinds of questions and i just gave him the honest answer yeah don't try to impress them just be honest and be truthful there's no way i can change my accent so why <laughs> yeah what up man no, I can yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, just be yourself and it always helps. Now, mm -hmm. the questions I the question I keep having from uh, people keep asking me after you know yes. when I start with them is they want us to tell them mm -hmm. how life in America is. Is it easy like we like we like people portray ah. it or is it difficult or what should they know the truth about life living in America as an international student? <laughs> America is not a bed of roses at all. America is not a bed of roses and I think it's very important that we make this clear to any every single person who who's thinking of you know applying everything is expensive in America right for example say you know when I was before moving over here I was living you know I had my parents around and they provided for me so I was comfortable but now coming to the United States rent is expensive you know like in Texas I think a standard a uh, one-bedroom apartment uh, that's not even that good You're looking at paying something about you know something in the range of 800 to 1600 and that is it and you can bargain that and it's just not uh it's it's never really let's really try to disassociate ourselves from this dysfunctional mindset that hey uh, um it's bed of roses it's all gone, going to be glum and i say that because i've seen a lot of people you know coming to study abroad and forgetting what for example uh, they brought them here and trying to make money america you know there's a lot of opportunities for you to make money right but then at the same time if you came out as, uh, as a student once, if, if you're faithful enough to finish through the course of your studies, then you're going to position yourself in a very much, you know, better position 
which will enable you to get more and more and more and more money than just working with Amazon. So my thing is, you know, just have the understanding that okay, it's not a bit of roses, but you know, uh, I, I think something about your ego that I really appreciate is that you never give up. You know, you understand what it is that you want. And you understand that to get from point A to B, to get to your dreams, to get to achieve your goals, you have to put in some effort, right? Very many times it's just, it's a lot, mm-hmm. right? But then just not giving up. And now I see you and I see you with United Nations and I see you with this and that and that. And it never gets easier, but at least the fruits of your hard work start paying off Absolutely. and before you realize it at least in as much as you are an international student mm-hmm. you're able to you know get a couple of scholarships to get a couple of living opportunities mm-hmm. to get a couple of friends to get a couple of people who believe in you who are willing to support you through the course but i think uh, it's never really easy it's never uh, it's it's it, it can be tough yeah yeah is it better than where we're coming from most times absolutely yes absolutely yes absolutely yes absolutely yes but the truth is it's not easy here it's not you know there's so many glass ceilings you have to break yes when you come here yes because the law itself it's not it's very stringent on on things we can do and where we can work and the length of time we can work in terms of making money so the glass ceilings are many but yeah. with determination, with the never giving up spirit, with the never giving up, yeah. you have to find the possibilities where if most impossibilities seem to be the forefront, you know, yes. facing you. You have yeah. to look for those opportunities where you can have scholarships and all that. Yes. That is the only reason why I was able to survive America, looking for those scholarships where, yeah. where, where, where they were covered with black cloth. I found them and I, and I brought them out yeah. for my own self. I knew that's the only way I could stay in America. And yeah. you know, be something for myself. And I also think it's very important for as an international student to understand that okay, they are not better than you. No, nope. you know, and there's gonna be moments where you feel like that's the case. Mm-hmm. Well, for example, the way people talk to you, they're like, uh, we're definitely so much better than you. It's very much important to have that mindset that no one is going to define the quality of a person that you are, mm-hmm. uh, because that's can mess up with your mental health and that can mess up with your desire to go after things because no but i'm running against such and such people no no, they're not better than you you are what enough and then then you have what it takes so just go after what it is that you want understanding that hey i have what it takes absolutely well you've heard my friend mr neville we're going to short break now when we come back from the short break neville will tell us about his his experience in mountain view college absolutely experience in fighting the kappa and all the wonderful leadership position is is held we'll be right back thank you Welcome back from the short break. I still have my good friend here, Mr. Neville. He has told us much, much about himself and told us much about his experience and how he came to America. And of course, the food he ate when he came to America the first time. Uh, anyways, would like to know now your experience in the college you came to first. I think it's the Mountain View College. So how's it? How's life in Mountain View College? And why did you choose to attend the community college in the first place? As, as I told you before, uh, my parents came over and my uncle actually lives in Dallas and the school right, the college right next to, you know, where he stays was Mountain View College. And then so that was kind of a default 
thing that just happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I got to Mountain View College, I was not as excited because it's, I was like, it's not big. And, you know, I was coming from yet another university, yeah. right? And it's funny because like since then and up to this moment, my attitude towards Mountain View College made a complete turnaround. And I'm at a place where every single time I speak about Mountain View College, I do it with so much joy, so much reverence, so much nostalgia, right? Because I remember walking into that college as a very shy kid, you know, could not express myself well enough. Uh, I wasn't bold. I was definitely a work in progress. But just attending that school exposed me to a lot of people who are passionate about student success from the college president, you know, and down, if, if you are to really organize this hierarchically, down to the janitorial support staff. It's funny that every single faculty member, every single staff member, every single person employed under, you know, that system, Mount, Mountain View College is passionate about one thing, encouraging students to you know, become the very best versions of themselves. And just by, by virtue of my attending Mountain View College, and I recall giving the, issuing the commencement speech, you know, and I was like, wow, yeah. how things change, you know, how things change. You know, the one place that I was like, uh, it's tiny, it's the <laughs> one place that holds, you know, the, the, the largest that has contributed significantly to my becoming me. And I, I, I love it. I just love the school. I really do. That's great. You know, yes. uh, even me, when I walked into OTC the first time, small college, wasn't impressed. So everybody, it was so white. Where only I saw only one black lady from Uganda, Priscilla. And I'm like, hmm, where are we now, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, not knowing that the end will be great, you know? Absolutely. And wow. that's why we don't know what the future holds. We just have to yeah. have an open mind to things and yeah. and uh, expect the best from whatever. And I think it, it reminds me about, you know, the fact that you should never judge a book by its cover, never yeah. judge a person based on how they look, never that's judge true. anything based on the outward appearance because these things, you know, they have the capacity to position you for the greatest things ever. I agree. I agree. Now, we know that when you, when choosing a major, it is a make or break time for one. Yeah. You know? yeah. So why did you choose the major you chose? And how will your major facilitate your choice of either staying back in the US or hopefully yes. one day going back home and making a difference? And so when you talk about home, Kenya, right? Kenya, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> wow. So I'm a civil engineering major. And uh, in addition to that, I'm also a computer science major. And very very many times people ask me, hey, that's a weird, we don't see a connection. And I'm like, that's the point. There isn't, right? And so we are walking into the future where we see a lot of explorations in the technical sector, right? And so we see that with the establishments of cars such as Tesla, right? And modular buildings and this technology and iPhone. And I'm thinking that, okay, infrastructure has to evolve, Mm -hmm. right? And how will that happen? That will happen through the merger of physical and digital infrastructure. 
And now at the moment, this this newcomer to the world of infrastructure, it's referred to as smart infrastructure, where it's the continuous interaction of aspects of physical and digital infrastructure. And I feel like that is the future, right? So based on my explanation, I think, I think some of our African countries still have a long, a long way to go uh, before we get the the infrastructure necessary for this kind of smart infrastructure. For example, when you talk about autonomy, uh, autonomy. For example, Teslas that drive themselves, right? Uh, how does that look in an African setting? It's a bit interesting. Right, because of uh, lots of pedestrians and uh, the possibility of uh, you know lo- lots of casualties and the way the roads are set up, but I'm very much confident that the future, indeed, in as much as we still have a long way to go, uh, the future indeed looks bright. And with people such as you and myself, I believe, you know, seeking this. Uh, intellectual opportunities seeking to come to study abroad to broaden our intellectual horizons that one day we should be able to we should have the capacity to go back home and tell them hey so here's something that we can do here's something that we saw um, you know happening in the united states and we'd love to bring that to you know we'd love to bring that home yeah i agree you know i also tell people when you come to higher institution like and i come to college or university for the first year it's okay not to know what you want to do absolutely <laughs> think yeah. the, the classes the science classes the art classes then you need to see what you think is good for you like me you know i switched from from science to arts i always loved arts but of course my parents wanted me to do science i came to america went to do nursing it didn't you work have to out. be a doctor I, you know doctor nurse and all that <laughs> I had to straight up what I was yeah. comfortable for me, what I enjoyed doing, yeah. and so when you come, it's okay not to know, but as you go in classes, they 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 will absolutely know what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's true. Wow. So if you all don't know, me and Mister Neville, we met at fight through fighting to Kappa. Okay, Mister yes. Neville has a vast leadership experience, you know, <laughs> in, not just in PTK, yes, in yes. other uh, organizations and institutions yes. he found himself. So, can you tell my audience about these experiences, especially with Fight to Kappa? Fight to Kappa, you know, I, I I'd love to take us back to when I was talking about Mountain View College. So I get to Mountain View College and I come across some students, and I'm like, weird students studying on Saturday, that's weird. So I walk up to them and I engage them in a conversation, right? Uh, Hebea Bibang and Liliana Gonzalez, beautiful people, excellent people, some of my very best friends to date. And so I I talk to them and they tell me about, hey, and you know, my question was, uh, yeah, so I'm not really sure about staying at Mountain View College. I'm looking for scholarships. I'm trying to get to, you know, the school, right? And they're like, uh, well, yeah, we'll take you, you know, we'll tell you about Phi Theta Kappa, it's an international honor society, blah, blah, blah. And then on Monday, we've convened together, we reconvened right right at that spot. And they were like, hey, let's take you to my our, our advisor, right? And so his name is uh, Darius Frazier, an excellent man that I greatly respect and excellent. I, I can say the same of him too. I met him, a wonderful person, I'll tell He's you. He's touched so many lives. I Absolutely. don't know how he, do, he, he does that. He's just touched like every single thing he touches, danced into gold, right? Literally. So I met this guy and he 
just dropped the idea. He was like, "Hey, I think I think you'd be a perfect fit for an international, uh, uh, an international officer or fighter to cover." And I didn't know what that looked like at that time. <laughs> And so came April and I went to Catalyst in Kansas City, which I think is where I met you, right? Yes. I think you guys were hosting. Yeah. And it's like, this is incredible. Wait, you, wait, wait, wait. So those are international officers up there. Wait, so you actually meant that I can get up there. And as I told you, I was very, I, I was still, I, I needed to grow some more myself as, you know, the VP of leadership for my chapter. And in addition to other positions, for example, I was a student ambassador at my school. I was a youth leader at my church. I was, and so all these leadership positions gave me an opportunity to grow. So come 2019 in April, I, or in the beginning of 2019, I was very confident in that, okay, I'm going to run. And if I don't win, well and good. You know, at least it gave me an opportunity to grow, to better my best, which is really my motto, constantly better your best. Yeah. And so in 2019, the April of 2019, I ran, I, I ran, uh, uh, I ran to serve as the International Vice President of Division 2. I ran alongside Eagle, who also ran our quintessential campaign, but he was running for something else. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I was able to run a successful campaign in addition to that. Uh, other candidates such as Ego and some other candidates, they deemed me a perfect fit for the Olowski Candidates Award, which is literally a, a, an award presented to the candidate who best exemplifies the values of Phi Theta Kappa, which is leadership, scholarship, service, and uh, hallmarks. Yeah, so it has been an excellent journey. And since then, you know, just serving as an international officer exposed me to a lot of opportunities. I saw myself, you know, visiting, you know, meeting governors and senators and meeting just these people and being able to talk to them. Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to bend Phi Theta Kappa, the, the management, uh, the leadership of Phi Theta Kappa, Dr. Lim, Tinshaladna and her team. It's an excellent, it's a group of excellent people who again are just so very passionate about student success. You know, they take you just as you are and they give you lots of opportunities and they encourage you to grow and they provide you with a lot of resources. And as much as my term elapsed last year in April, I am still at a place where every single place when I introduce myself as a previous international officer, there's an immediate uh, change of atmosphere, you know, change of perception. And yeah. it has grow given me an opportunity to do a lot of other things that might not necessarily be related to you know, my time as an international officer, but then it's just a lot of things that I'll forever be grateful for. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I tell everyone, I owe so much to PTK. Yes. I owe yes. everything I have now to PTK. Absolutely. You know, I did not win. I, I didn't run a successful campaign like you all, but we ran a healthy campaign, a campaign with yes. love and, you know, with PTK's best interest at the back of our, our hearts Absolutely. and our minds and our heads, you know. So when when my, my rival won, I was very happy for him and all that. But yeah. we all I owe everything to PTK because now the school I'm in, Webster University, I'm not paying for school. Absolutely. Almost $16,000 every semester. I wonder wow. where I would have seen that money to pay in, in the first place. Hey. <laughs> you know, but but yeah. PTK made it possible. And that's why I tell people, if you're an international student coming to a community college, you have to embrace 
use PTK. It's not so no. high. Get yeah. a two point five the first semester. Two A's, one B. Two B's, one A. Gets you into PTK the very first wow. semester you come to school. Wow. Do all you can to join because that will be a stepping stone for you to begin to go into greatness. And of yeah. course, we all, um, even me personally, I owe all my thanks to Dr. Lin. You know, Dr. she is the best. Lin. She's of awesome, Dr. Lin. Absolutely, Skaggs. You know, so many. Dr. Blake. So many. I know you are a true legend because you have a concept of, of sharing your shine. Yes. You want to tell my audience about the, about what you've been up to all this while. But share your wow. Shine. <laughs> Spotlight. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, since Phi Theta Kappa, uh, again, I don't take any credit for a lot of the good things that have been coming my way. I attribute them first of all. Well, first, first of all, to God Almighty and to the wonderful relationships that I was able to establish by virtue of my involvement in Phi Theta Kappa, my involvement at Mountain View College, my involvement at church, and that other stuff. And so, a lot of a lot of things have been have been just you know uh, working out for good. I am a junior civil engineer, right? Which I get the opportunity of working with the best engineers in in Dallas and at the moment we are building uh we're building homes for seniors right and it's wonderful it's such a wonderful opportunity just just working with these people just really seeing that indeed everything is possible to those who believe and I'm also currently in the initial stages of curate, uh, curating uh, something that I hope to do with my friends, uh, Shining Delight, which just encourages millennials to find hope in the correct places. Because it's 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 easy to find that hope in drugs, in relationships, and in um, other stuff, as opposed to yourself. And just you know, learning that you have a shine and learning to share that shine is what I'm currently working on. But yeah. All in all, everything has been so good, so beautiful. Yeah, that is, that is good to hear. So to end on a light note, if you could swim with dolphins, yes, or go skydiving, which would you pick? I think it would depend on the day. Okay, <laughs> you know, like there are some days when I really feel sentimental and stuff. Okay. All and stuff right okay. i think on such a day a day such as today i'm feeling so sentimental then i think it would be it i'd want to swim around with the dolphins because dolphins are darlings right that are essentially sentimental uh, animals but on a day such as sometimes when i just want to explore then i think yeah. i'd go skydiving to let loose some of that <laughs> some of that tight feelings yeah absolutely well you've heard from my friend mr never scott he's a it's person to have you at this moment <laughs> all the gems you need you know to keep moving in life and that's why i brought him in mr. Never, thank you so much for coming today thank you so much you know what i think i have to just appreciate you for putting this together and i have to appreciate you for just being very consistent and most importantly i have to appreciate you for you know, having the heart to create something that might not be as beneficial to you 
as it should be to someone out there. Absolutely. And I think when I look at this, I go with ego. I think that's really what strikes me. It's you are already an international student. You have a vast leadership experience and uh, you have an excellent resume. It's not going to benefit you as much as it's going to benefit, you know, a random kid in Nigeria, in Kenya, in Ukraine who thinks, you know, who goes to bed dreaming about that American dream about that American college experience. And so thank you very much for, you know, putting this together. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today. Please don't forget it, the COVID is still out there. Please wear your mask, social distance. And if it gets to your turn to, to get the vaccine, please get the vaccine. And I wish you all the best. You um, haven't caught COVID yet? No, no, I'm not. Oh, I wow. Keep, I You're try lucky. to keep I try to keep safe. So I try lucky. To oh yeah, yeah. I've been indoors. I didn't go out. <laughs> so I'm indoors. Well, thank you all. We'll talk to you all soon. Have a good one. Absolutely.